from Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. But more importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands they call it home can thrive for generations to come. There's something pure, innocent, and even childlike about sitting down with paper and a pencil and beginning to sketch the images that are in your head. It's something thousands in our city do as a hobby or a form of escapism. But using just a pencil and a paper as his tools of the trade, illustrator Caleb Morris has built a thriving brand that's spreading across the country. Welcome to the Neighborhoods is a series of illustrations Caleb began right here in Atlanta a few years ago. But the demand has reached all four corners of the U.S. and has transformed Caleb from an illustrator to a business owner with a number of roles in between. This is the story of Caleb Morris, and welcome to the Neighborhoods. We've had a lot of guests that uh, on the show so far that we've sort of, you know, intercrossed paths with, and they've, they've all said, you got to get Caleb on. You got to get Caleb on. Those were so. all paid. I paid every one of them $15. I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. So first, Caleb, it, super easy question, man. Just tell me about kind of your background, where you grew up, and uh, how, how you sort of got into illustration uh, off the bat. Uh, let's see. I grew up on the coast of Mississippi, um, the jewel of the south. Mm-hmm. It always gets a laugh when I say it, but because everybody actually knows like that's not the case. It's like brown water and yeah not a lot of jobs and stuff like that but right uh but everybody there is really nice and uh it's just like super laid back and um and so you know i just from the time i can remember i would just be drawing constantly Hmm. um coming up with different things um and then got into like comic books you know as most like seventh graders do um but i think i noticed the difference when it was like I would start looking in the backs of the the comic books for like addresses and stuff, mm. and like start sending stuff off to them at yeah. like twelve. Um, and then something happened, and like I think around the time of like The Lion King came out, I was like, "Oh, I want to do that." And so I somehow found like a phone number for Disney, okay. and I called them. I was like, "Hey, like I need those submissions guidelines, <laughs> like right now." <laughs> and this sweet woman that answered the phone was like. You know, I know she knew it was like a waste of her time and postage, but she yeah. sent me these guidelines. I was like, I got a reaction. Like, hmm. and so then just kind of kept building from there. Um, and then I moved out to LA when I was like 24. Hmm. And I'd stopped doing any kind of like serious pursuit of art or anything like that. Hmm. And um, I was in a band for a few years. And so we were out there. And when that kind of fell apart, um, I was standing in like this super dingy spot uh, in the San Fernando Valley, but down the way was a comic book store, so I started going in there. I was like, "Oh yeah, like I like drawing, like I want to try that again." Yeah. Uh, and then I started like uh, paying more attention to like all the street art and stuff like that, and just going around town, like really soaking that stuff in. So then I moved back to Mississippi um, 
I guess the summer before Hurricane Katrina and I got a job at this like chemical plant out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> as like a security guard, which I'm like the most unintimidating person in the world. <laughs> but it was like me and these like old rednecks just sitting around all day. And so I would just draw like constantly. And then after the hurricane, like nothing worked. And so they put me in charge of uh, guarding this gate out in the middle of the woods. And so I just, it was me in a truck like for 12 hours a day. And so I would just, just draw. Just sitting at the gate. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so I just, I started drawing again and got like a little bit better at it. Um, and then I ended up moving to, uh, Mobile, Alabama mm -hmm. and I got a job, uh, working on, um, what was it? Mardi Gras floats. Huh. And so with the Mardi Gras floats, uh, I was sculpting and painting those guys and, um, yeah, it just, it, I learned so much by like, uh, because you would build it out of cardboard yeah. and glue, and so it just, like, you would learn so much about, like, volume and mm. um, and how to do stuff super fast. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that it really kind of um, made things go a lot faster. Uh, so then I started applying to schools and stuff like that and got into SCAD and mm. moved up here, and I've been fighting traffic ever since. So you were, like... Art as a career wasn't wasn't even a thing until you're like basically in your mid twenties, essentially. Uh, not as a real thing, but like, yeah. I mean, I think from like five or six, I was like, oh, this will this, this is, is it, yeah. yeah. Um, and all like my uncles drew, and like yeah. my grandpa was like really good, hmm. um, but nobody ever really did anything with it. But I think it was like lucky that I was coming up in like the early nineties hmm. of like seeing like all those like image comics dudes like getting big, yeah. You know, like, wait, no, maybe this can be a thing. Um, but, yeah, like, once I got into my 20s, it was, like, you started seeing, like, the, like, bubblings of the Internet. Sure. Um, and, like, all these artists, like, starting to do, like, big gallery shows. And now they're, like, getting clothing lines and uh, stickers and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, oh, this can be, like, my own thing that I can, like, do something with. So Yeah. Well, I've talked to other people, too, about just the opportunities that, the internet provides for artists that you know would never have happened yeah 30 years ago totally you know you, and it, maybe it's a hobby that you know you you do as kind of escapism in your downtime but all of a sudden you know you've got your instagram that's basically a gallery that you send yeah. to anybody that you know will listen basically you can have a sticker printed and, and delivered to you in what three four days yeah you know yeah it's a super instant thing and i think also like taking kind of like what i did at 12 of like just hitting up uh disney yeah. where now it's like you go on instagram right. and i'll just find somebody that i like and be like hey i really like what you're doing i want to yeah. do something with you <laughs> so uh like newfound glory they uh one of the guys lives in like the super small town that i just happened to have done one of the neighborhood prints for yeah and so he would always talk about it. So I hit him up. I was like, hey, do you want one of these prints? You're speaking to my 14, 15-year-old high totally, school self yeah. right now. Yeah. Newfound glory. And so he was like, yes, yeah, send me one of the prints. And then next thing I know, like, you know, a couple of weeks later, he's like, hey, I have a festival going on. Do you want to do the poster for it? Yeah. So I did the poster. And then he comes back. And he's like, we have a record coming out in a couple of weeks. But the guy that was doing the art bailed on us. Like, do you want to do wow the entire thing I'm like, what is going on like all based off of one email yeah um so yeah by the end of it i did 
you know, the entire like packaging for it, the set design for the tour. Wow. Like it was just, you know, ridiculous. That's awesome, man. Yeah. In between newfound glory and, uh, um, motion city soundtrack. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Motion city yeah. soundtrack is like, <laughs> what pretty jealous world. of those two. My, but, my one, yeah. like when I can finally retire will be green day. Mm-hmm. Like, there when they go. call me and yep. like I don't even want money like I just want to talk to them like that's my <laughs> like 13 14 year old self yeah for sure that's crazy yeah I'll be able to retire after that so you get you get to Atlanta uh and you are you going to SCAD in Atlanta or did yeah. you go to Savannah no I went here okay um how was that experience uh SCAD was cool um you know I think looking back on it I think I would have still ended up at the same place um just because by the time i went back i was like 30. um mm-hmm. so you know i was already older um i'd already kind of developed my style but going sure. to the school was just 24 hours a day of um kind of like uh reining it in and and learning how to like produce like professional level work super mm-hmm. fast yeah. Um, so I think it got me really fast and really quick at like, you know, concept and stuff out and like being able to deliver things that, that I know, um, you know, all the technical stuff of like, if I draw it at this size, like it's not going to be able to be a billboard. Yeah. Whereas by the time I got out of there, I knew like, I'm not going to screw something up that somebody's <laughs> going to pay like thousands <laughs> of dollars to get printed. Um, so that was a good feeling. Yeah. But yeah, sure. it was cool. Tell me, uh, so welcome to the neighborhoods. How does the, the, the first time that you did one of these neighborhood prints, how does that situation present itself for you to, to work on that? Is it something you did off, off chance or how did that come about? Um, well, so I had, I had just like, uh, come back. So I had just come back from, um, Europe. I had gotten this like free ticket to go over there, um, by selling like another ticket. And so while I was over there, I was going to all these like little um little little towns and stuff and I noticed like how because it wasn't a ton of room that they would all stack these buildings on top of each other and I was kind of already playing with that on some of the like skateboard designs that I was doing but when I came back me and some friends were doing a art show about Atlanta Mm -hmm. and so um I'd kind of already been like toying with like what the idea was that I was for whatever I was going to do and I was like, well, I'll just do one of the neighborhoods. The gallery was over in Candler Park, and I think that was the first one I ever did. And so I was like, well, what's what's around here? And then because I, I knew it was going to be a vertical print, like I just kind of started stacking things on top of each other. And everything up until then that I had seen other people do was more of this kind of like laid out flat map where they really tried to like kind of get the geography right of like, well, you know, this landmark's over here and this one's kind of like sure. down the street from it. I was like, honestly, that sounds so boring. I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, I just want to like see like how like jumbled up I can get all this stuff yeah. and like how weird or crazy I can make it. And then like, and I was like, I'm not going to worry about like perspective or anything that's boring to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make it fun. And and that was as much thought as I put into it. I was like, I want it to be like three colors. I don't want to like have to like, you know, go find out like which colors are on the side of this building. Like I just want right. to be able to have fun with it because I was doing all this commercial stuff on the side that was like, you know, so much thought I had to go into every yeah. little thing. I was like, I, I'm just going to do this for fun. And so I printed up a couple of them and we put it in the show and, you know, it did, it did okay. Like it wasn't yeah. like, oh my God, Caleb did this thing. Uh, it was fine. 
And then I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll do a couple more or I'll do, you know, Atlanta, the city. Yeah. And, um, and then I think like at that time, like crafted had been open for a, a little while over on yeah. Westside provisions. Yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll take a couple of them in there. Hmm. And just like zero, like long distance, like kind of thought <laughs> process. Like, I'll just take a couple in there and see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, and they liked it. And I was like, well, this place in Pond City Market, Citizen Supply, is opening soon. Like, right. those guys seem cool. I'll take a couple over there. And they were like, yeah, we're down. And so I took them a couple. And then other stores started seeing it in those stores and calling. And I was like, what is happening right now? And in the beginning, I was, like, so disorganized. There was, like, no um, backing boards in the prints. Mm -hmm. So they would all just, like, slump over on the racks. And, like, when I would drop stuff off, I had, like, no packing slips or anything. I was like, here you go, guys. Um, And so, like, the stores, like, really, as it got more popular, like, it kind of forced me to, like, become a business sure and i fought it like tooth and nail i was like i don't want to make packing slips like that's not the point of this the point of this was like this fun side thing yeah i'm not interested in that i don't want to keep up with invoices or i don't want to have to worry about like where i'm like sourcing stuff from like this was not part of the plan i was just making a couple of these for fun but it just kind of kept going to where people started asking for new neighborhoods or like, why don't you have this? I'm like, I don't know why I don't have that. I guess I should have that. (laughs) And so, yeah, it just kind of kept going. So that's crazy, man. Tell me the process of doing one of these things. It's pretty, especially if it's not a place that you're super familiar with, it's got to be pretty involved as far as, uh, you know, research or, or visits or if you're, if you're doing one of these things from, take me through the process of kind of doing one of these things from scratch. Yeah, so um, especially here in the city, so the I think the whole the whole thing about the neighborhood prints is uh, I've never seen like so much pride in a city hmm. as there is here, and I've lived yeah. in a bunch of different places, and people like the places that they live, but Atlanta is nuts, not even for Atlanta, but for their neighborhood. Yeah, and so I was like super intimidated to make sure that I got it right. And so uh, the hardest part is by far, like, the research and, like, making sure, like, I've got, like, if this place is here, then, like, i got to make sure 100%. The toughest part is, like, if it's kind of, like, in a muddy area where it could be, like, part of this neighborhood or it might be part of this. And then I'm, like, I know I'm going to catch heat for it. Hmm. Um, But, you know, for the most part, it's just, like, me checking with people. I talk to uh, people in the neighborhood or, you know, just Google as much as I can, like maps. Um, just, I, honestly, everything. It's gotten to the point now where, like, I I know that, like, um, when I did Castleberry Hill, mm-hmm. I had people from the like neighborhood association get in touch and be like, "Oh, like you should do this and do this and do this." And then um, one of the ladies from over there was like, "Forget about it. Just come over here, and I'm gonna like take you on a tour, and you're like you get wow, to meet everybody." Cool. Yeah. yeah, and by the end of it, it's like I had like all these new friends. And I knew exactly what to draw and just had, like, the best time. Um, So, yeah, it's just a ton of research um, and then kind of figuring out, like, how the stuff is going to stack on top of each other and, like, how weird I can get each one. Yeah, that's cool. I like, you know, that you talked about the organization and the perspective is not the – that's not the hook with these, right? It's all about just something that, you know, has these – 
like elements that people are so proud of about their neighborhoods, about their city, whatever it is. And it's all mixed together in a way that it's just like, it just, you know, evokes pride in whoever, you know, sees that print. That was at least my feeling. The first time I saw the Atlanta version was just like, heck yeah, man. Like (laughs) capital, you have the, uh, you know, the varsity V in there. That one caught my eye really quick. Um, but has has the style kind of evolved over time, or have you pretty much just kind of stuck to that that first print and, and no. kind of build off of it? Yeah, it's it's definitely evolved. So I think the like jumbled up messiness mm. is kind of representative of like the inside of my head. It's just like it's just a mess in there. <laughs> and so yeah, I didn't want to worry about like, well, you know, is the Ferris wheel actually next to this thing? It was like, well, no, it, yeah. it looks cool here, and that's all I care right. about. Um, as long as you know, I have the landmarks in the correct neighborhood like and i'm doing justice to that neighborhood that's all i care about and as long as you know i'm having fun drawing it Mm. and so in the beginning it was like uh you know i'm just gonna make it um i'm gonna make it crazy but i want it to be simplified Mm. you know if i wanted to like i could sit down and like you know perspective get all the perspectives and everything like to vanishing lines and stuff that is so boring to me that I, i don't care about it and so at first, it was like, oh, I'm just going to do these little squares as windows. But as as it's gone on, it's like, well, maybe I'll add shutters or maybe I'll do this. And so <laughs> now it's like when I do them, it takes like a week to get one yeah. done. Because it's like I'm going in like adding all these like tiny little things. It's just like my eyes are just like I'm going blind. Sure. It. But, but I mean, that's where like I find it to be this like meditative thing where I just like zone in on this print for a week. Right. Um, so well, yeah. and I think that's one of the cool things about it is while the perspective and the organization may not be, you know, like buttoned up to a T or the, or the geography, it, there's no lack of detail in yeah. these things. Like the, the amount of work that you put into to every one of these things is evident. And like the, you know, the, the glare off of, uh, you know, like the Weston and the mm-hmm. Atlanta print, like you're spending a good amount of time getting time getting these things where you want them to look but the style is where you you get in that kind of like unorganized sort of you know like you said that stacked version mm-hmm. of each city yeah and i think uh you know initially it was like oh, that's my train of thought on that um <laughs> where was i uh yeah so i think you know initially it was like i i wanted i wanted a certain level of uh, of detail to it but I think I just couldn't help myself of like as I got better at it and kind of came up with a system, adding more details. And I know that uh, when I first started collecting other people's art, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. And so mm-hmm. whenever I bought something, I wanted to have a ton of things in it so I could look at it for a long time and yeah. always see new things. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a weird way to look at it because there's tons <laughs> of beautiful, super simple art out there. But I was like, man, if I'm if I'm gonna spend thirty dollars on this thing, I want to be able to look at it for a while. Right. And so I feel like, uh, you know, I always want to give people their money's worth. Like, I want you to be able to look at this thing and find new stuff yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, well, you're hitting that for sure in each yeah. one of these things. I mean, you could have you know ten, fifteen different sittings and find something different in in each one of these things. I'm sure. But so I'm, I'm fascinated how you go from, okay, this is a one-off to okay, it's building some momentum. And then all of a sudden, these cities outside of Atlanta start popping up. 
Mm-hmm. What uh, what kind of happened to, to get you to start expanding and, and really just kind of building a brand out of this thing rather than just sort of filling up these, these neighborhoods in Atlanta? Yeah, I think it had gotten to the point where I had like maybe 12 for Atlanta and one of the one of my my biggest stores here in the city is uh, Poseman Books at Pond City Market. Yeah, and they have other locations in New York, and they have one in like Rockefeller Center, and then one at Chelsea Market. Yeah, and they were doing so well here that they were like, "You should do some for our other stores." And so I did a couple for them, and then that did really well. And so then I started building out New York a little bit, and did like Brooklyn and like Midtown <laughs> and stuff. And then I was like, well, I mean, there's a bunch of cities and neighborhoods like all over the country. Maybe I just do all of them. And so ever since then, it just kind of took off. And, you know, we did um, the America's Mart uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. And that was like the first trade show. And I was super stressed. Like, you know, it's always this thing of like whenever like I have to take this next step and it become more businessy, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not the guy for this. Like, I just wanted to draw these things for fun. And like, now I'm sitting in the middle of America's Mart with like crates of stuff and, you know, having to talk to like business people in like suits. Yeah. Um, and, and (laughs) so exactly where you foresaw. No, it's not my thing. Like, I just want to stay at home and draw with my dog. (laughs) Uh, but you know, but it, but at the same time, it was like, it was crazy that it was happening. So it was like, all right, well, let's just ride it and see what happens. Yep. And so then, yeah, like that blew it up to where it was like, now all of a sudden we're in Philadelphia and Portland and Denver and, uh, you know, all these different places. And, uh, and then people there would see it and call and be like, oh, you should do this. Mm. Um, and so now I don't even, honestly, I don't know how many cities there are. Well, I'm looking at your website. Yeah. They're not even all on there. Which is really sharp, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. Is this fairly new? I feel like... Uh, it's constantly being tweaked. Okay, I gotcha. I feel like the it's it's definitely like the cleanest... Uh, you know, it's a really clean version of the site. But, I mean, you got... Just on the site here, you got, let's see, three in each row. And you got one, two, three, four. You got four rows. So, I mean, 12, like, major cities... And then with each one of the and within within each one of those, you know, like New York has four mm-hmm. in in there. So I mean, you got to be coming up on what I, fifty or sixty or these. No, I think the last right? time last time we actually checked, it was like close to seventy. 70. And I know there's more than that. But yeah. like I said, a bunch of them haven't even made it to the website right. yet. Right. And there's like smaller towns that I don't even put on there that I just sell yeah. stores. I got gotcha. you. Um, and then there's like, then people started asking for the stickers and the shirts and hmm. like. And every time something like that comes up, I'm like, nobody's going to want this sticker. What, <laughs> what, what am I doing right now? Yeah. And then it just like turns into a thing. It's yeah. just been so ridiculous and like crazy. So, you know, you talked about kind of resisting the, the business side of this thing with Welcome to the Neighborhoods. Yeah. It's hard to resist at this point. I mean, you're in it. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, neck it's deep 24 in hours it. a day. Where are you, uh, where are you going for help at this point? I mean, are you still pretty much a one man show? Or are you leaning on some friends and family to kind of help with some of these like trade shows, like you're talking about at the America's Mart? Yeah, so it's uh, it's me and uh, my wife helps out as much as she can. <laughs> she works uh, as a marketing specialist. I don't okay. know what she does over there. She, she's in marketing. She, yeah, she's in marketing. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so she helps me out a ton, and then my mom is uh, she. Uh, retired like a year or two ago and so she is like 
on it like 24 hours a day without her at this point it would have fallen apart because i could handle it up until the trade show but then after we started taking on all these different places there was no way i could keep up with it and i was already screwing stuff up like invoices and things Mm -hmm. like that it just gotten to the point where because i'm still doing commercial work on the side right and so you know I'm, i'm like drawing like mountain dew stuff with one hand and neighborhoods with the other and like I said, it, things started like falling apart and people weren't getting their orders and stuff like that. And so she came, came in and kind of like helped with the admin stuff yeah. and getting in touch with like doing the trade shows, um, like organizing stuff like that. <laughs> um, my, my mom and dad have always had uh, small businesses on the side. Yeah. And so she just kind of jumped right in. That experience is huge. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because uh, I'm just a big goof. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, hey, you are, you're fighting the same battle that I fight a lot of kind of wearing these two different hats. One as like a, uh, you know, a contractor basically that's yeah. doing these commercial jobs or um, like freelance work basically on, mm-hmm. a, on a one-off basis. And then there's this other side of at this point, like running your own business yeah. essentially like you're a business owner. Yeah. Um, and s- very little of that overlaps. It seems like a lot of times. So you almost have to have this completely different mindset when somebody calls you to do a very specific project and on the other side, you're trying to decide the direction of your business, yeah, you know, and where that's going to go. Do you enjoy one of those things over the other? Do you like the mix? Where are you um, with that? And, and do you see that kind of affecting, you know, how you spend your time moving forward? In the future? Um, I think luckily for the very specific thing that I do, it, it overlaps just a little bit. Yeah. In that, like, no matter what, like, I'm getting to draw this thing, and I want it equally to be as good as it can be, Mm. whether it's, you know, a neighborhood that 10 people have heard of, or, you know, it's some big fancy job for somebody. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, like, I'm going to be super aggravated with myself if it's not, like, 150%. Um, So... I, I will say that like it's nice whenever somebody comes to me and is like here's the thing here's the idea make it cool hmm. um and then they go away for two weeks and then i come back with the cool thing <laughs> and then they pay me and then the next cool thing comes yeah but with the neighborhoods it's like if if i don't kill it and it be exactly how i want it and exactly how the people in the neighborhood hmm. see their neighborhood then like i'm gonna hear about it yeah which is like um on one hand, like this really like awesome thing that people like are that intense hmm. on these neighborhoods, but at the same time, it's super scary. Yeah, because sometimes people will come at me hard. Yeah, and I'm like, people Man. are prideful about it. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, and a lot of times, like <clears throat> a lot of times, uh, you know, some of these neighborhoods, like it gets real muddy because some of these places have been around for you know a hundred years. Yeah, and it's like, well, this street's kind of over here, but it's also kind of in this neighborhood. Right. Or, like, a lot of times, like, a business will take up an entire block. And so, like, it's on one side, it's in this neighborhood. And on the other side, it's in this one. Sure. And people will come at me like I'm on some kind of zoning board and be like, no, it's like this. <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, I'm on the same internet as you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I can see where that's tough because it's, I mean, when you think about the, you know, hierarchy of things that people are particular about, like... I guess if you were doing caricatures of or drawings of the actual person, they would care about that. Yeah. But aside from that, it's like the place they live in their neighborhood, especially like you were talking about in Atlanta, is such a point of pride yeah, for people. Totally. And, you know, it's it's another one of those things that, like, 
especially in Atlanta, like the history of neighborhoods are sometimes like a little spotty and a little, Mm -hmm. you know, sketchy. So there's this one aspect that people are super proud of. And then there's this other aspect that, you know, people in the community like, you know, want to forget about. So you're like, okay, how do I pick and choose, you know, the right things to put in this? Yeah. But I think that's the other crazy thing about this city in particular is that like even the sketchy spots like people embrace it (laughs) you know like with murder kroger embrace the sketch yeah it was like you know um you know i wanted to do some kind of like murder kroger sticker for like a couple of years yeah but that one guy had done the murder uh shirts Mm -hmm. and i thought it was like so simple and so clever i was like man like i don't know if i can beat it Hmm. so like I i don't know if i'm even gonna touch it and then by that point it had been like destroyed for at least two years and so I was like, man, like people have probably forgotten about it. Like <laughs> five people are going to think it's funny or interesting or whatever. I, I'm probably not even going to do it. And then I was sitting on a plane to Germany for like nine hours. And I was like, I'm just going to draw it real quick. I'm not going to think about it. And and so I came up with the sticker that I ended up making. Sketch it up, yeah. And I, I, I had such low confidence in it. I printed 25 of them. <laughs> I was like, nobody's going to care about this. They're going to forget about it. And I dropped them off. The first place I gave it to was... Postman books, mm-hmm. and before I got home, they were like, "We're sold out. Like, you have to make a bunch more of these right now." Wow. And last year, it was like the number one Christmas thing they had in the store. And I'm like, "What yeah. is going on?" So That's you never crazy. know. Like, even the sketchy stuff, people are into it here. Right? People in Atlanta are crazy and weird. They're so, into it all. People in town are gonna know what Murder Kroger is, Kroger is, but you have to fill people in on a little of the backstory of. I don't Martin even Kroger. know if I'm the the like expert on it. When I first moved here, uh, somebody that just nonchalant was like, "Oh yeah, like uh, that's over there by Murder Kroger." And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's next? I don't want to go next to that place." Right. right. Um, but yeah, it's just this uh, this Kroger store that like people have gotten killed in front of or around and it just has this like super notorious uh reputation but at the same time you know and that was one of the things when i was doing the sticker that like i didn't want to make light Hmm. of that or or people think like i'm making fun of it or that i you know i don't know like i I definitely had this weird feeling of like man like i don't want to like hurt people's feelings or something sure um but at the same time you like right before they tore it down and all the people came out for that like big party It was like, well, like, yeah, these, like, horrible things happened here. But also, it's like this landmark that people kind of rally around for some reason. Right. And so I think, it, you know, for some people, it, it, it does mark this, like, horrible thing. And then other people, it's like, it was like a place where they had good times. Like, me and my wife mm-hmm. went on our second date at the Bookhouse Pub across the street and yeah. ended up hanging out in that parking lot for hours talking afterwards. <laughs> and, like, you know, that's a story that we have. And yeah. whenever I, I posted the sticker... People like just like lit up the comments like, oh yeah, I saw this naked dude in the parking lot. And, like you know, it's all these crazy stories. It's just like one yeah. after the other. So I, I think it ended up like transcending like these horrible things and just kind of becoming this this landmark that's like a, a part of the city. Yeah, it is. It's the perfect example of exactly what you said. This like in Atlanta, you know, we're not a we're not a we're not going to bury the stuff that. You know, is a little on the shady, sketchy side. Like we're we're gonna embrace. Yeah, you know, totally. Everybody's into that it for sure. But I love the Murder Kroger sticker, by the way. Thanks. Man. Solid work. But all right, man. So a question I ask everybody is: so now you've got the the welcome to the neighborhoods thing is is going strong, and you're you're 
uh, you know, doing new cities and, you know, like you said, uh, you're not going to run out of, you know, neighborhoods or no. cities to, to draw anytime soon. But that being said, where do you see yourself 10 years down the line? Is it kind of trying to fight the balance that you are now of commercial work in this welcome to the neighborhoods thing? Do you have plans to, um, you know, change up or do anything new with welcome to the neighborhoods? Where do you, what are your goals for this thing down the line? Yeah, I think, um, I get super bored really easy. <laughs> and so I, I've been doing this, you know, nonstop for a couple of years now. So it started to get to the point, like a couple of months ago, where I was like, um, trying to look for a way to like, I don't know, bring some kind of like energy back to it. <laughs> Cause it, it can get like, at this point I have like such a formula down for it that yeah. I'm like, all right, it goes like this, it goes like that. And I know how to solve the problems visually of like sticking weird places on top of other weird places. Yeah. And so I, I got to the point of like, all right, I, I want to start trying to give myself problems to solve in these things mm-hmm. to like make it interesting for me again. Cause like I said, it, you know, it takes me a week to sit here and like draw these little, like little tiny details over and over again. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, I'm going to start switching it up a little bit and kind of breaking out of the formula that I have for it now, but also like getting to do like the stickers and the shirts and the magnets, like where I don't have these rules kind of set in place and I can do whatever I want for it. Uh, you know, I I just did the new belt line sticker and it was like, I'm just going to make it whatever I want and it doesn't have to fit into anything. Um, so I think, I think going forward, like that kind of helps with with that um and then also like i'm, I'm gonna start this new brand slash maybe podcast thing mm. um after the beginning of the year so like just having something new to look forward to that, that will still tie into the neighborhoods in a way yeah um yeah i i think like that's this like feeling of like okay like something new like yeah is going keep it on. fresh but then also we're trying to figure out how to like start doing uh cities and neighborhoods outside of the u.s mm. um but i have no idea how to navigate uh <laughs> the travel budget might have to go up a notch <laughs> yeah the travel budget and like how do you even do like uh you know business like i don't know about like tariffs and shipping and you know stuff like you that so. start taking bitcoin and <laughs> yeah yeah maybe bitcoin or you know people can pay me in like amazon gift card or yeah. something i don't know i don't know if that's the thing guys to stay up to date with caleb's latest work follow him at hey caleb morris on instagram and to snag your own copy of one of his famous neighborhood prints head to heycaleb.com Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, Mackenzie Bates, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon. From Connects Media, Connect Media. this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm Jonathan. 
I'm Jonathan. No, you gotta say, and I'm Mikey. I'm Mikey. I'm Jonathan. Hey. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. You gotta say, I'm Mikey. I'm Ready? Mikey. Here we go. I'm Jonathan. I'm Mikey. I'm Lucy. And we'll see y'all soon. Yeah. You gotta be quiet while we're talking. Thank you. See y'all soon.